Hi, and welcome to Wellness with Lana. I'm Lana, your realistic wellness bestie, here to discuss everything from nutrition and fitness to mental health and fun. Join me every weekend for an episode that's entertaining, educational, and can help you become the best version of yourself. Hello, and welcome back to the pod. I'm so excited that you're here. I'm so happy that you clicked on this episode because it's an exciting one. We're starting a series. So school is right around the corner. Um, I hate to break your summer bubble, but that's the truth. And for me, like I start school in two weeks. So, you know, there's not much summer left, but um, I thought that would be really beneficial for me, honestly, because when I do a podcast, it's a lot of times the advice that I need to hear. So I'll replay the podcast, so hopefully you'll sink in better. But it would also be really helpful for you because I know a, um, the school year can be a lot of change, um, new routines, even new new classes, new teachers, um, new colleges, new schools, and it can be really stressful. And even if it's not like a new school or anything, it's still different. It's still fresh. You're going to have different classes and teachers, and it's going to feel different because you might make new friends, or if you're in college, you're definitely going to be making new friends because you don't have your old ones really to lean on. So I decided to have this back to school series start around this time so you can kind of start listening to it. And then um, it will be a four week series and it's going to finish on the 3rd of September. So this will be right before any, I feel like the day after Labor Day is when like the last schools start. Generally schools start, um, you know, end of August or early September and that's when this series is going to run. So it's going to have multiple parts, but the first part is how to be successful in school. And then I'll brief to you the other parts um, at the end of this episode. But this is the first part because obviously you're in school to learn, to do well and I think a lot of people just get very overwhelmed with the prospect of doing well in, you know, difficult classes or especially if you're going from high school to college. I understand that this kind of change is extremely stressful because you're wondering, you know, am I going to be able to get good grades? Am I going to be able to stay on top of all my work and not freak out over it? Um, Because honestly, in my opinion, it's hot to be intelligent. It's really hot to be smart and to be on top of your game because education is the building blocks to a better life and just um, you can use education for so much. So not only are you earning money, you're supporting others, you're helping others and whatever you want to do in your future, education is pretty much necessary for it. So before we get too into this episode, welcome. I already said that, but hi if I didn't. And um, I always start off the episode with something I'm grateful for and something I'm not very grateful for. So I'm extremely grateful for just how the summer turned out. I think I was expecting it to be quite boring, but luckily I was able to work many, many jobs and I constantly, I'm a very busy bee, so I like to stay busy. I like to have things to get done, but within that, I've been able to also, you know, have days or even a couple hours to slow down, to relax, to bake something yummy, you know, to nourish my body, to work out. And that really fills my cup because I don't feel like I'm over draining myself, but I'm also staying busy enough where I'm stimulated and I don't get too anxious. 
And then something I'm not very grateful for is unfortunately the end of summer for me. While I love school and you will know that I have a big passion for doing well in school and um, I view education as a privilege, not a right, because so many um, girls in particular, and if you're a guy listening to it, guys too, they don't really have access to education and we are so privileged to be able to have this access and, um, you know, I want to take advantage of it. So, um, but I am, you know, sad to see summer go and with summer, you know, I am leaving a couple of my jobs because obviously I'll be in school during that time, but you know, oh, well, you know, there's a time and a season for everything and there will always be a next summer. So being successful in school, as I mentioned, for me, this is like my number one priority during the school year is doing well and not only getting a good grade, but truly understanding the material because yeah, you can memorize kind of, but like go kind of halfway, memorize it kind of well, and then you're lost. And then what are you going to do? Like, you know, it's, it's a lot. And so um, you can definitely be extremely successful in school and achieve all of the goals you want to achieve, but first you have to set them. So my number one tip is making goals for yourself in planning. So obviously goals, especially in school, are very letter number based. So obviously get, you know, 95% on a test, you know, get a 4.0, do this, do that. And that is obviously the goals that you definitely want to be setting for yourself. Um, Because if you want to be successful in school, unfortunately, our school system in American Canada and pretty much all over the world is based on grading. So whether it's an A through F system or a one through five system, or would it be five to one? Cause like five is like an A. Anyway, I'm now thinking like Europe. Um, but you know, you need to definitely make a goal for yourself or make multiple. So obviously for me, my goal for the past, however many years that I've been graded is, you know, get a 4.0 and do this and do that and apply to this amount of scholarships and do this. And for me, those goals are achievable and I can kind of check them off my list and it makes me feel so good at the end of the school year as well to know that I worked so hard and I did achieve my goal. However, you can't really achieve your goals without planning. So this is like the number two giant tip is plan write down all your homework assignments, write them down in multiple areas if in case you forget, you know, one. Keep all of your syllabuses, syllabi that the teachers give you and write it down, write everything down, highlight it, color code it, try to find a system that works for you. I can't say that, you know, my system would work for you because I have um, like a paper planner, a planner on my phone that's synced and a big calendar planner. But then in my phone, I also have like a time blocking so that keeps me on track and I'll get into that but um yeah it's a lot of planners for me that works best however for some people that's too much and they are just fine with one planner so obviously do whatever like kind of play around with it and see whatever makes you feel best also I did mention time blocking so during the school year I find it very important to time block of course along with all of the rest of this episode this is a wellness episode so flexibility is allowed so you know have a time block but you need to be able to move things around and obviously I don't time block every single day and go by the schedule every single day because I can't control every single day um I can't control even one day honestly 
So for me, you know, I time block pretty loosely, like, oh, around like four to five, maybe I'll go on a walk. And then from five to seven, I'll study for chemistry or something like that. So time blocking is so helpful because it keeps you on task and it kind of makes sure you always have something to do instead of saying, oh, well, like, you know, even that 30 minutes in between your two classes, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'll just scroll through my phone. Instead, you could be reading a book. You could be, you know, finishing up a project, proofreading a paper, doing something that is beneficial because then when you get home, you don't have as much to do because you already did stuff throughout the day and you were able to fully relax. And honestly, time blocking and planning, while you think it's more time consume, like it consumes your time to do all of that stuff. At the end of the day, I would spend 5-10 minutes planning my day and I feel like it saves me hours. And I feel like it really does because, you know, I know what I have to get done and I know that I'll have time to rest so I'm not, you know, freaking out and procrastinating and taking breaks because I know I will have that time to rest. So, being successful in school also means you need to ask questions and you need to be okay being the dumbest person in the room. Now, this is definitely hard for some people because you like to be the smartest, and I do too. But you need to be able to fully understand the material. And if you don't understand something, go to the professor, go to the teacher, even go to a classmate. You need to understand something fully. Don't just say, oh, I'll get it, you know, when I study for it. No, you won't. You won't. You'll be more stressed out. So once you, when you're like in that lecture and you don't understand something, raise your hand. Because I promise you that everybody else in that room probably has the same exact question, but they're all too scared to ask it. And if you decide to ask it, you're just helping the entire class out. And let's pretend that, you know, everyone understood except you so. Like, you on you asking a question, in my opinion, shows your bravery and your dedication to understanding a certain concept, not that you're dumb. You know what I mean? And it also shows that you're paying attention because you're asking questions, you know, you're not scrolling through your phone. Another kind of little tip is sit in front of the class. Now, for a very long time in, you know, Lana's life, I sat in the front of the class because, you know, I felt like the good kids sat there. And I was right, you know, the kids that generally do better sit in the front. But this habit also helped me when I didn't have glasses and I literally was blind and I had to sit in the front of the class because otherwise I would not see the presentation. However, if you want to avoid distraction, sit in the front of the class and you know, you're saying, well, like, all oh, my friends sit in the back. Like, don't care about your friends. They are the distraction. Sit away from them, you know? And when you have a teacher, like, right in front of you, you're a lot less likely to be, you know, scrolling through your phone or doing other things. So it kind of really locks you in and makes you focus on that class. And again, this saves time because if you're focused on the lecture and taking notes, when we're right going to get into notes in a second then it saves you time when you study because you already understand the material. Also, notes. I said I was going to talk about notes, so here it is. Take your notes on paper. Now, this can be such a hassle because, I mean, let's be real. Taking notes on paper gives you finger cramps and you have to find all the right pens and all the right highlighters. And if you're like me, you like to make your notes pretty and yada, yada, yada. But Unfortunately, taking notes on paper has proven to give you better academic success. You score better in your exams. You understand the material better. And it's just because um, you're really writing it down and you're memorizing it rather than typing it out. And you're really thinking about it. And at the same time, you know that the professor is going at a million miles a minute for the class, for the lecture. 
And obviously you don't have that amount of time to write everything down. So instead you kind of paraphrase, you put the lesson into your own language, which kind of helps to facilitate it into your head 10 times better rather than typing it out your I mean, I bet that when you're typing and there's your professor's going through something or, you know, a presentation or whatever, you're just typing everything word by word and you're not really thinking about the material. You're rather just taking notes, which is okay, but it does not help that solidify the information as well. Also, moving on to other kind of tips is don't take shortcuts unless you need to learn from them. So I was actually talking to my dad the other day about when I think it is completely ethical to use a online, you know, answer machine calculator, like for calculus and for a lot of my math classes, I've always used symbol a bob or something on that sort because you type in almost any problem and it spits out the answer and some of the steps, but not all because you have to like pay money to see all the steps. But this is a shortcut and it can be considered cheating. For, I'm talking about homework for exams. Don't, don't do this. Okay, I'm talking about homework. Some people consider it cheating, but I say that if you worked through the problem and you got to an answer and you knew, you know how you got to the answer and you want to check your answer, that is perfectly acceptable. Also, on the other hand, if you don't know how to solve it at all and you use this calculator like for me if I don't know how to solve something maybe I'm working ahead in calc class right I made that entire I took that entire calculator I found the answer so I got my y then I had to figure out x so from I kind of worked backwards to find the answer and obviously I made sure I understood how the answer was taken so you can take shortcuts if you know how to do it if you're using it to check your answers and if you're using it ethically and I'm not going to sit through and give you a whole ethical lecture on like when to like use it and when to not but I think you definitely know yourself when it's okay to be using those types of things and when it's not um, and when maybe you should you know get help and at the same time um, if you think oh like I'll just do it once cheating and taking shortcuts does become a habit so don't get into it, please, because if you don't learn something now, I don't care if you're in middle school, I don't care if you're in a freshman in college, if you don't learn something now, it's going to come and bite you in the butt. And cheating, especially on exams and tests and quizzes is unacceptable in my opinion. There's a reason why those tests and exams are there. They're there to prove your knowledge and Almost for me, I find it as a gift because I get to show off everything I learned. And obviously, if you're not, if you're cheating, it's not fair to the class, but it's also not fair to the teacher who put that exam together, who put together the homework assignments and the lectures and, you know, just be ethical and really question yourself because I know a lot of times we start the year off good and then we kind of get tired of it. And that's when, you know, November, December or, you know, April is where we start taking those shortcuts and, um, you know, I highly tell, I like, I'm highly recommending you to just not to really work through because that extra work, it will come back to you in a positive way. So like, you know, I believe in like everything that you put out comes right back to, you, you know, also don't procrastinate. And I'm probably sitting here like, oh my gosh, how do you sit around and tell people not to procrastinate? Okay, hear me out. I do this too. But you see, I'm such a busybody that when I procrastinate, I like, I do something 
I, there's very few days. I remember maybe three or four days out of this entire year where I really did very little. Like within the day, like I might have watched Netflix and whatnot. All the other days, I have to do something. And for me, I'm a prog- productive procrastinator and it gets pretty bad during the school year. Um, is, you know, I have these homework assignments, right? Well, you know, instead of, well, working on them, I start thinking, oh, like, I'll take a little break and I'll clean my room. Oh, I'll take a little break and I'll cook something, you know, all these like little breaks and they definitely add up. And I am definitely like, the one good thing is no matter how much I productively procrastinate, I always have gotten all of my assignments in on time. There's not been one time in my entire school career that I've ever missed an assignment or turned it in late. Even when I was sick, I was determined to send that assignment via email. Like, I don't care what it took. Um, so another thing is I always set homework, and this is goes back into planning, but I always set homework deadlines earlier than they're actually due. And you might be like, you're crazy. Like, why would you do that? Because here's the thing. If you say it's due on, let's say, Thursday, right? So you get it done Wednesday night, but it's actually due on Friday. If you still have questions on the homework assignment, you have all of Thursday to ask. Instead of, well, it's, you know, it's due on Friday, so we'll do it Thursday night. And oops, I have questions, but it's already due on Friday morning, so I can't ask any questions. And like, that just puts you in a little bit of a doozy. So do put all your deadlines like a day or two earlier than they're written in the syllabus, other than obviously exams, because you generally can't take exams early. Um, but those extra like buffer days, I like to call them, will help you get access to like a teacher or another student and really ask those questions that you have been thinking about. And again, this goes back into your not being afraid to ask questions, not being afraid to really understand the material because this will help you. I promise all of the times that I asked questions Almost every single teacher and professor and student was completely willing to share and try to explain to me because that's their job. And when you show that you're really dedicated to their class and you're dedicated to doing well in general, even if like, I don't know, you're a pre-med major, but you're in an English class. You know, English, I love English, but it's not going to help you necessarily in your career. However, it's extremely important for you to still do English well because this will help Um, really make you a well-rounded student and you know eventually down the road like you might need to use those skills for like writing you know um, more applications and you know other things so also have um, this why does this all go back to my previous points but having um, set times to study and a really good study routine is really important Um, you know and this is again deadlines. So for a test, if I have a test, let's say in, you know, two weeks, I already start planning um, on how I'm going to study, what day is, what am I going to study on that day? And that helps me so much. So generally for a test or a quiz, I roughly, I study anywhere from one to one to 14 days before it. So generally like a quiz or like a teeny tiny, you know, test, I generally study one to three days If it's like a bigger unit test, I generally study a week before it. Like I study every single day for a week. Um, And you might say, well, that's crazy. Um, Not really. If you study for just an hour every single day, that's seven hours in total for a week. And I think that is enough time studying. Even two hours every day, that's 14 hours 
throughout the week and you don't feel overwhelmed because you spread it out. And then obviously finals, I generally study two weeks before finals, so I have a ton of extra time to ask questions and go over a bunch of material that I may have forgotten. Um, And this is also like a good, like why you need to ask questions because finals are going to come and you will feel a lot more confident in finals if you already know the material and you just have to brush it up rather than I don't know anything and I need to relearn everything. Also, um, when you study, learn um, learn the way to study best for you. Everyone learns completely different. And I also study differently depending on the class. For example, I study for a history exam very differently than I study for a calc or an organic chem exam. So you need to know how to study for each exam. And obviously, ask your teacher, ask your professor, and ask other students how they study for that particular class, especially students that have already taken it, because this will help you figure out and gauge out like, okay, well, like for history, I might use a lot of flashcards. But, you know, for organic chem, I might do a bunch of practice problems. You know, every exam and every class is a little bit different in the sense of how you Take those, you know, days and those hours of studying and you use them productively. Also, find a really good study routine and study habits. So I like to have, you know, little breaks like every hour or two. I like to stand up, stretch, you know, go to the bathroom. Um, I also always have a water bottle near me so I don't need to like go up and get a drink. But, um, you know, I always love to listen to classical music and just kind of chill. I love, you know, working in coffee shops or libraries because that is honestly my favorite way to study. And sometimes I do study alone in my room when it's dark and very quiet. It, exactly how I'm recording this podcast, but I digress. And then my very last tip is looking ahead is never take a grade back without asking for feedback. So if you got a homework or an exam back or an essay back and it's not 100%, you didn't do everything to 100%. And obviously, I know some teachers can be biased. I'm not. There, You are always going to have one teacher that's just horrible throughout your career. But um, ask what you did wrong. Learn how you can improve and make sure that you don't make those mistakes again. And this can definitely benefit you later on in the year if, you know, you will have a final. And if you know what you did wrong and you know, like, what you need to really focus on and study for the final, this will help you on, this will help you later on throughout um, the rest of the school year. And it's going to help you, you know, manage stress and do everything else. So those are all my little tips for being successful in school. And so far, all of these tips have really helped me. They're things that I've learned from others and picked up on myself. And, you know, being successful in school is very important to me because this is, I love school and I like learning. And again, it is a privilege to learn. It is not a right. And I'm just very excited for this school year. And um, I'm excited to just do new classes and find new friends and, you know, be in a different environment because I think we all definitely need a change of pace because summer can get very lonely if you're not working and even if you're working it's very repetitive and school is always a little bit different where different assignments different classes and what not so I hope you loved this episode and I hope you really love this new series because the school year can get stressful but I hope that the series um will help you. And I did promise that I'm going to talk about the other parts of the series. So the first part was today, and it was how to be successful in school. The second part is how to be successful in your social life. 
The third part is how to be successful in fitness. And the fourth part is how to be successful in your mental health. Because I think those are all things that are changing a little bit um, at the beginning of the school year. And those are definitely things that are all, I think, a little bit enveloped into wellness and bettering yourself and becoming the best version of you. So I hope you loved this episode. Please, please follow this podcast and give it a rating and a review. Share it with your friends. Um, Definitely share it on your Instagram stories. And I will see you next week. Bye-bye.